This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's a nice start. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into the Seattle Sounders FC nerdy soccer culture fan outrage and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, the MLS. This week, the Mean Muggin Sounders FC take on How Did America Beat Us? Chivas Guadalajara in a battle for the Cup of CONCACAF Cup. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, I'm Gregor. Great to talk to you, as usual, about mainly the MLS, but sometimes, right away in the season, we find ourselves in this quandary where there's not MLS soccer happening, but there is this other huge tournament, and it's been a real... It's been a real ask of people to be like, your home opener, let's field a B team so that way we can play in this tournament against a team we've never heard of before for most of us. Uh, Brandon is joining me. He is a much smarter man about soccer than I am and pays much more attention to the details and doesn't just make inflammatory comments like I do on the internet. Good morning. Good morning. Are we talking about the champions? <laughs> the, the cha- no, that's the other Champions League. The other, other Champions League. The one that, like, that like, people really care about, and they're trying to make the one here like that one. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So uh, that's, that's kind of where we're stuck right now. So two matches real quick to get caught up on. Yeah. Um, the first one from the weekend against LAFC, the debut of a brand new team in the MLS. Oh, yeah, and it was quite the debut for them. In the, um, for the first 40 minutes. <laughs> for the first 40 minutes, yeah. A, a match that was lost by the Sounders in the, what, uh, 20th minute or something yeah, like that yeah. on just the sweetest goal, just kind of a, mi- a mismatch there of defending, mainly because of the big problem that it looked like for the Sounders. The Sounders lost one to nothing against LAFC in their, uh, in their home opener, which is a big disappointment for the fans, specifically when the team that takes to the field is one where you're not seeing all the big name guys what's going on why do they field all these people some of which i had never heard of yeah it's easy to have this knee-jerk um everything is terrible reaction given the last two years or actually just under brian schmetzer's tenure yeah um, as head coach like we CenturyLink has been a fortress for the sounders having lost only like twice giving up barely any any goals ever right. so to come out Start the season losing one nothing to a team that like has been together for what thirty five days as a team, <laughs> yeah. right? Like it seems terrible and it seems awful. But at the end of the day, you look and 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 you see, you know, we're prioritizing Champions League, and okay, it, so- it's going to look like garbage, right? Because we're putting a lot of players out there who 
are basically S2 caliber. Okay, right? so let's I mean, break down all these things that you've said here for yeah. anyone that's new that's kind of joining us, okay? The MLS season is like any other season. There's a bunch of games and stuff like that. But soccer's really weird where they have these like concurrent tournaments that are happening all the time. And that's this in, in this case, you uh, we have the CONCACAF, which is our region in the world. UEFA is the one that's in Europe, and we're CONCACAF, and then there's Comobol, which is down south. So we have all these different like groupings of leagues throughout the world, and ours is CONCACAF. And there's all of the club teams from the different leagues compete in a tournament at the same time as your regular season is going on. For the Sounders, the season started a week ago. For the other teams, they've been going now all through the winter and everything. And so they're already a formed team that are going. So Brian Smetzer has chosen to put more into this Champions League than to start out the season, which is you can get a rolling, you can start real hot and then burn out in the MLS. You're looking to be really good in the summertime and to start and to play into the fall. So to put your eggs into the basket of the Champions League could get some profile for the MLS like we talked about last week, but also be a chance to, I mean, in addition, be a chance to bring a lot of attention to our league, to make it a little more serious, to be able to attract some bigger name players from other places. Well, and let's put it this way. I mean, MLS goes until effing December, right? (laughs) So like you have how many, like you have how many opportunities to have a cold start, you know, really come back and, and, and. Uh, have a chance to remake these three points that you've just lost in your home opener. Yeah, it's not like the showing that you want, and it kind of looked like garbage on the pitch. But like at the same time, you know we've got 33 more weeks of regular season yeah. to make that up. This is the quarterfinals of the Champions League, and we're playing against one of the most storied uh, Mexican teams in history. That being Chivas Guadalajara. Um, you, you can know, tell by the by the supporter uh, the supporters that came out yeah, for that. I mean, a third like, of the stadium was probably Chivas, if not more. It was that like might being be... at a Mariners game in the summer when the Cubs come to town, and you're like, "Where are the Sounders yeah. fans? Yeah. Like, what's going on?" Or, here? or every time Toronto uh, Blue Jays come to town and play, yeah. and it's like every Canadian from Canada and everywhere else is in. Also, if you ever wanted to rob Canada, that's the weekend <laughs> to do it because there's like I assume they have like moose standing outside of their houses, like guarding it or whatever. But yeah, all right, no more Canada burns. Uh-huh. Uh, a quick note about the weekend's match, the 0-1 loss against LAFC. I'm a huge Will Ferrell fan, but never have I hated him more than seeing him in the press box going, all right, we're winning, because he's a uh, a minority owner in LAFC, which really boiled my blood. Yeah, I don't know if you watched any of that uh, pre-match stuff where like the very cringy uh, one of the hosts of the ESPN show looked at Will Ferrell and was like, okay, give me the Ron Burgundy take on this game. And like Will Ferrell just kind of had that dead look in his eyes of like, yes, I will do this for the 19th time today. I will tell you, you know, Seattle founded in 1804 and then like just did- By a the, bunch of hookers. Right, like just did the whole bit and like the whole time he just looks so- <laughs> Just ah, sad. I might have studied history in school, but I'm not sure that I got it right there. We'll have to, <laughs> to go go back to that. Uh, there was a, a name that popped up for the people that aren't Giant Sounders fans. Like a lot of those names are going to be strange, but one that I can't wait to see more from is this kid Buana. Uh, B W A N A on yeah. the back of that shirt. He came out of nowhere and he really ch- like like a uh, Wolf Ikram. Yeah, he really changed the game by being young and full of hustle and like could really inject some like excitement into the thing. Now I feel like we m- missed a huge opportunity last time out because we didn't talk about this guy that looks like he's carved from stone, Wolf Ikram. 
What's yeah. his story, Brandon? I don't know anything about this yeah, guy. Yeah, Wolf Ikram um, is was a. Is you know, there a Magnus in there somewhere yeah, his too? Name, his first name is Magnus Wolf. His his full name is Magnus Wolf Ikram. The best part about it is oh. that he just wears Wolf on the back of his jersey, <laughs> like. Why wouldn't you? I know, I know. So now we, so somebody, I, there was a really good tweet right about when we signed him. It's um, now we have a wolf, we have a bear, aka Will Bruin, and we have a goat. Is that a thing? Which is Clint Dempsey? Oh, the greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got to score one more goal on the on the U.S. Men's National Team to I hold know. down that record. I would I say. Um, yeah, Bruin is a is a, another form of a another way to say bear. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, like you ever, the UCLA Bruins. Oh, yeah, what? You just connected so many dots for me. That's bananas. <laughs> okay. um, anyway, so Wolf Ikram, Norwegian guy. Um, you look great. He comes yeah. off the bench. He injects yeah. a ton of like, creativity. Yeah. Formerly played at um, Manchester United, never got on the pitch, but yeah. he was like a from 16 years old on. He was there. It's the ability to draw this kind of European talent that's coming in. That's really interesting. I'm excited to talk to our guest today, uh, and just to get into a general discussion about where the future talent for the Sounders is going to come from, if they're going to go young, and where we can pull it from. And having a guy like Magnus Wolf Ikram come from, and uh, even Eric Freeberg previously, mm-hmm. having some guys that have come from Northern Europe come into play, opening some doors maybe for some other quality younger players will be really interesting. Uh, last night's match was really exciting, I would say. It was the CONCACAF Champions League. Again, this is a tournament for all the best teams from all the leagues in Central and North America competing to try and win the CONCACAF Champions League Cup full of coffee or whatever it is. I don't... <laughs> the CONCACAF. Uh, there's a picture uh, in one of the... I just saw it. Uh, Shoutouts to Jerry. He posted a picture from one of the Mexican like sports tabloids, and it is Clint Dempsey, finger to lips. Shh. Only he looks like a crazy person. Hold on. We now pause for the cooling of the studio. Okay, sorry. Uh, my phone picks that up when I'm like recording oh my video gosh. and stuff too. Uh, anyway, last night's Champions League match, it was a exciting back and forth game to see everyone coming out, but it was the A squad from the Sounders that were playing, plus a couple names that we're maybe not yeah. familiar with. But it looked super cool out there. This Buana kid again shows up. He gets the start last night and gets a chance to really run around in the midfield. But it was a chance to see Clint Dempsey come out. Um, it was a chance to see uh, both of our central defenders playing at the same time that are the stars, the Roman Torres and Chad Marshall. Chad Marshall looked incredible. And then freaking suit made by Black Panther's sister <laughs> wearing Stefan Fry back there in gold. My yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about like specifically Handwall of Buana. Um, because right before this match, uh, I just read this. He uh, he said he was so nervous, his hands were shaking. <laughs> he was he, he. This is his first start for Kid. the Sounders ever. He's only ever come on once before as a substitute. He says he's sitting in the locker room. His hands are shaking. He's so nervous to hit the pitch. He Clint Dempsey comes over and checks on him. He says, "Hey man, how you doing?" This is Clint Dempsey, you know, American legend. Sounders, yeah. you know, great at this point. He comes over to the kid and says, "Like, hey man, how you doing?" He's like, "Yo, Clint." I am so nervous. I'm so scared to go out there. And Clint goes, you're here for a reason. Yeah. Uh, Go show them what you're about. You're, I say this you're to you all this, the time. I'm yeah, like, Brandon, you belong for a here. Reason. You don't have to be nervous to come and hang out with us in the break room, Brandon. Okay, <laughs> you can. You belong here. Yeah, I think it was just a really cool uh, moment for for uh, an all time great to show up to this homegrown kid. I mean, 
if you if you get a chance, go read Handwalla Buana's story. It's crazy. Say his name slower. Handwalla Buana. Okay. He comes out of a, a Kenyan refugee camp, moves to the U.S., starts in the States knowing like little to no English, becomes, you know, just starts playing soccer, gets picked up by the Sounders Academy, now a Sounders homegrown player, and now starting in this match against one of the most storied Mexican teams of all time. Okay, so that guy makes a difference in the midfield. We don't see Ikram out there, but we do see some of the big, big names on the Seattle Sounders FC. You see Ladero get fouled 11 million times, as is usual. What did you like from last night's match? Uh, last night's match, I, I did like the midfield. I really liked the way that uh, actually, after having I think a poor showing in the first game, uh, McRary came and got that assist, uh, the second assist, a hockey assist with um, yeah. uh, him and and Wingo and Dempsey. I thought the team was starting to actually look pretty cohesive. Uh, Clint was trying all sorts of stuff. Will Bruin um, Clint with some mistakes too, man. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, man, he, made, just, he made some errors that yeah. was like, oh, old man Dempsey's out there. Yeah. But then, I mean, he comes I mean, he could have had a hat trick by the end of that yeah, match if, if he could finish. Um, um, and then uh, the one thing I think I always do is I underestimate the hell out of Will Bruin. Yeah. Uh, that's a guy who, he, to me, he just looks like a dad, you know? Like, <laughs> Hey, easy. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, it, he's a guy that like he doesn't look like he's got a ton of speed. He looks like a central defender based on his height and his build, but... Uh, he gets up there and he's able to really shove guys around. He had a lot of good looks on goal last night. Almost had um, a couple off of his head. He had a couple great runs. I, I you know, I thought he looked really well. It's it's uh it's so important when you have Mercer Island's own Jordan Morris out for the entire season. A kid that's so fast and is going to be such a key up top there. Even though they should play him on the wing, um, it's going to be <laughs> such a key up top there for Will Bruin to be able to come back in a second season to look like he's hungry to repeat what he did last year. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I, I feel like I really, well, two more things. One, I feel uh, a little bit more confident about our uh, our left and right back positions with Waylon Francis. I thought he had a pretty good showing last night. He's a little too slow, I think, for that left side. Um, but I feel like he's a quality um not going to mess up too much position on yeah. the field. He's good to have in support with New exactly. Who, who's going to who's going to get a red card at some point. Yep. That's just a thing. Yeah. Okay. Now, Brandon, watching the match uh, over the weekend, I think I finally figured out how to describe the Seattle Sounders FC new primary kit. Tell me, I'm so I've been waiting so long. I saw this note on the rundown, and I just, it's field camouflage. They're trying to blend in with the field to be sneaky. <laughs> on television, I was like, well. Would you hold on? I lost you for some. Okay, on television there, I, I was like, wait a second, it like totally looks like the background of the artificial turf. <laughs> it's field turf green, is what that is. They're sneaky, man. You're gonna slide right in there. Goalkeeper's not gonna see you standing in a wall or something like that. He was invisible. Are they allowed to wear cloaking devices? <laughs> they're like wolf spiders, like the, the the guys running down the field and they're just popping out from below the field and 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 stealing the ball. Man, incredible. So that's that's uh, it made me feel a little bit better. Uh, about it, the the jerseys have certainly been a hot topic. But now that I see what they were going for, you nailed it. Yeah, I even saw Roman Torres during that Chivas game doing some uh, military dive roll. So I feel like your camouflage <laughs> might be pretty on point. Did you see that play the, the where he got turned around and fell, but he didn't just fall. Instead, he did like a running dive roll to get back up on his feet. He is insane. He's such a big dude, and the agility that he demonstrates for being such a big dude is incredible. Roman Torres play center back the same way that I play FIFA, where if there's no score... In his underwear? <laughs> drinking beer and eating Doritos at the same time. Your story checks out. Yeah. Uh, no, where if, this, if it's scoreless in the 25th minute, 
I'm like, okay, all out attack, center backs forward, goalkeeper up for every single corner because something happening is better than nothing happening. So we, all of a sudden you see Roman Torres on the right wing all the way up by the touchline trying to get crosses in, which is like, <laughs> play central defense! <laughs> yeah, just, what are you doing? just play your spot, man. <laughs> all right, uh, Brandon, it's time that we look at a segment called Hot and Garbage. And of course, hot garbage. It's hot garbage, hot garbage. Let's start with hot. I say hot is Wolf Ikram. We haven't really done a lot to talk about him. Um, he's he's come in. A we couple- gave him forty eight seconds a few minutes ago. Okay, oh, classic. So. Uh, he's come in uh, twice now at halftime and absolutely made an immediate impact to the game. You're overlooking the most important part. Says Wolf on his jersey. Yeah, that's that's where you're gonna right. win. Oh. Uh, garbage. Uh, oh man, I feel so bad about this because the kid's young. Yeah, uh, but not young enough to not be garbage. Uh, Tony Alfaro. Alfaro. Yeah, had a- Tony Alfaro left the field after a miserable game with a red card. Man, yeah. two yellows lead to a red. Yeah. and boy. I think he just kind of sensed the way that we were all feeling and was like, okay, you guys want me gone, right? Okay, I'm just going to hack this guy down. (laughs) Disagree. (laughs) I think that there's an immense amount of pressure to perform at that, but also you're a professional soccer player and you got to get it together. And then when you have Kim Kee-hee in the wings waiting, like that's got to be really challenging. You made a comment earlier that it looked like we know what S2 is going to look like this year. S2 is the, the minor league team for the Sounders and a lot of guys from... Seattle Sanders came up. Uh, one of these guys is Alfaro that you know we look at not being a starter, but having to step up into that slot and has seen better days for sure. Yeah. And then uh, hot garbage. We've got all kinds of options here. <laughs> it, I, mine will leave out because it's too too far past now. But I like went to the DVR and was like there was a disaster to start the first match. You you have something else though? Yeah, this hot garbage actually doesn't come out of Seattle. It comes out of Vancouver. <laughs> um, this hot garbage is Whitecaps FC, Vancouver Whitecaps FC. Their young star, Alfonso Davies, he's 17 years old. He has a, uh, he just balls out in their game, right? Yeah, he yeah, scores, yeah. he gets an assist. You know, he's got, he's he's a very young, they're not going to keep him for long because he's going to go somewhere Europe. like Europe or something. Yeah. Um, so he's 17 years old and he is definitely 100% Whitecaps man of the match for sure, this match. Sure, sure, yeah. But except for the fact that he's not, because man of the match is man of the match is sponsored by Budweiser, a, a beer company, a beer company. And because of that, you have to be of legal drinking age to, or purchasing age to be part of it. It's like when we do an end session at the end, you can't get into it if it's sponsored by a beer unless you're 21. Right. And so he is definitely by far the man of the match. And because he's 17 and the drinking age in Vancouver and the rest of Canada is 19 years old, um, he could not he could not win man of the match. So for matches where an underage kid balls out, which should happen when MLS signs young players, right? What do you what do you uh, what do you propose that we we got to be able to give them the man of the match right and I don't want to like I don't want to say that the beer company can't sponsor the thing because like you know you gotta you gotta make your sure, money sure 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 right so I think that they should change the sponsor for whenever a player under the legal drinking limit for wherever they might be playing change the sponsor to the Virgin Bud Light Limerita Man of the Match. <laughs> Home run! The V-B-L-L-M-O-T-M, yeah. obviously. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Alfonso can go to the clubs after the match and just drink a couple Limeritas, Virgin. Virgin. Virgin Bud Light Limeritas. Thank you. And then still be man of the match. Yeah, and still be the man of the match. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to talk to Jose Moreno. He is a guy that's been integrated in all... We see him running around with all kinds of sports leagues and at every game of every sport. And he's got an interesting connection to what we saw last night, which was the huge support from the Latin community. And so we'll kind of find out what he knows about what went into that uh, here after a eight-second 
noise thing. <laughs> CNN in Espanol. In right. Espanol, yes. In Espanol. Jose Moreno, what's up, man? Not a whole lot. How are you guys doing? I'm, I could have gotten more sleep last night, that's for sure. I, uh, I feel like uh, staying up for soccer matches till 8.45 is a bit of a challenge for me. Wait, so. were you at the game? No, no, no. I can't go out during the week. I've got a little baby. You mean Jose Jr.? Jose Jr., <laughs> yeah. Um, why do you insist that I name my baby Jose Jr.? Uh, I'm just really looking for a strong individual to carry on my tradition, and since I don't have any kids, I figure I'd uh, try to convince my friends yeah. to name their kids after me. I even offer a sponsorship deal. I don't know if this is through the station, so this is not for the for the station. I offered him $10,000 for naming rights yeah. and a lifetime supply of diapers, and he turned it down. Yeah, they, I mean, the station was like, I don't know, we got to make sure it's all legit. You so. know, my wife and I don't have any kids yet, so... Uh, $10,000 sounds pretty good. Well, let's circle back around here. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, you get busy making a baby. I know how you can get the name and ten grand out of it. So And, we'll and it, it doesn't even have to be a first name. Okay. It can literally be like, Greg Jr. brought to you by Jose Moreno. <laughs> oh, we'll just throw a brought to you by? Yeah. Can I just tattoo like a Jose kit sponsor on my baby's chest? No, like, come on, man. <laughs> okay. what, are you, what are you thinking? He's got to have the choice at 18 to be able to do that himself. Brandon. Okay. Now, can I do that on my own chest, though? Uh, 5K yeah. unlimited supply of donuts. Woo! That's... That's worth it. I think I would do it for the donuts alone. I know. Don't, I don't, tell, don't tell him. Okay, I won't. I'm not. I'm not good at negotiating. You're hiding your mouth so he can't see that. Obviously. You're uh, okay, so Jose, thanks for coming in and uh, talking soccer. Did you make it to the match last night? I did. I was on the sidelines. Did you guys see my uh, picture gallery? No, I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet. Head over to jmorenopr.pixieset.com. <laughs> Early plugs. Early plug. All the plugs. We got all the plugs. How'd you get connected with the sports world specifically on the uh, in Espanol side? So I actually played football for a little bit. Oh, we know. Uh, I, I wasn't very good though. You know how I, you know how I met you. You don't even you didn't even remember when I told you this. I met Jose for the first. time. I'm going to ask a question and then just tell a story instead of letting you answer. Uh, I met you for the first time. It was at the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Um, they were doing the, their flag football tournament at CenturyLink Field, and here's this dude booting balls uh, through the uprights on the field as we were about to do a contest, and then there was some other guy who was from Colombia who came in, and he started booting them, too, and the two of you were going back and forth, and that guy was a soccer player, and you were like, woo, look yeah. at you! To be fair, though, I was the, the not-good-looking soccer <laughs> player kicking the ball. That dude was attractive. Listen, I'm not going to... Shoot you down here, okay, handsome man. But that guy was—I mean, that he, guy was—he was sewn into his Colombia. Yeah, no, no, a, he had it. He, he maybe had it was it Brazil. Made, I don't man. know. I don't, I don't know. know. He was a—he was a nice guy though too. And I think that's one of the the key takeaways from that tournament that everybody that showed up yeah. there that night was just really fun. Yeah, and, good time. And they really wanted. They really cared about the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, which you do as well. And yeah, absolutely. I don't think you gave yourself enough credit for how much <laughs> you do, except. Um, Quick little story. He yeah. pulled his growing last year before the first game yeah. during warm-ups when we asked them not to go out and warm up because why would you warm up? You are an adult. Like <laughs> at this point, you just gotta. You it's just, all the karate, man. It's it, true though. Like first play, I was like, oh no, problems. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty ridiculous. Just the the way he. Uh, he got injured. I was really disappointed because we really we were counting on you. You were the tallest member of yeah, the, the gotta, team. Yeah, you got to post up, go high. Yeah, well, you couldn't even go low. <laughs> 
I was pretty useless. Uh, it's nothing like taking a taking a rocket, trying to rocket off and pull right up with the groin, and someone immediately throws a football to you. It's terrible. Yeah. So, w- tell me about your kicking a little bit, man. It's a uh, it's a lo- it's a lifetime ago, right? Yeah. No. I mean, I'm 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 37 now, yeah. and. Uh, that was back in my day when footballs were softer and uh, pe- people weren't as fast. I uh, I was really lucky. I played uh, at a really good high school and I got recruited to play college ball. And um, where'd you play college you know, ball? I went to UCLA. Yeah. Ah, uh, uh, Bruins. That means yes. better. Yeah, yes, it's back. I just learned it, about that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, it's uh, I, I was given a lot of opportunities. I always tell people that I'm really lucky that I that I got to do a lot of the things that I that I've done. Um, Wait, hold on. It's cooling. There's a cooling break. It's a water break. It's FIFA mandated. Can you hear that? Yes, I can. What is going on here? Top notch soundproofing. This is this is pretty amazing. You know what? <laughs> can, can we tell a scary story? Yeah. And once upon a time. What's that voice? Oh, my voice is super sexy. Just, let me let me talk, let me talk to you about donuts. It's a full <laughs> it's a full package, man. Let me tell you. Well, I so mean, UCLA, you play some uh, football. I, play, I I punted. Yeah, yeah, I, I punted, and uh, I've always said that high pressure. Yes, and the yes. the smartest players yes. ever yeah. are the punters. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that John Ryan. I can't, I can't disagree with you. Yeah, no, but except he's super. Okay, can we just full disclosure here? Yeah. That dude is also very attractive, and yeah. he's super cut. He, so I yeah. go to practice from time to time, and I'm like, you are the reason I'm not punting in the NFL right now. <laughs> uh, but let's circle back around to the donuts thing. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I, I, donuts and I have a very unhealthy, healthy relationship. Yeah. Um, as you may be able to tell from my pictures, I may have let myself go a, a little bit. Um, one of our buddies here, Miles Montgomery, was yeah. also a punter, and he's done a better job of, of keeping in shape. It's the cigarettes. I mean, it <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> has to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was I was lucky enough to play, and then I played uh, semi-pro ball, and I played arena football for a little while as well. Uh, I broke my leg in half, so I had to find a real job. Full recovery looks like though. Sounds nice. Yeah, yeah, and I, then I broke the other one playing soccer in the area. Oh, so, oh my god! So I've had a couple of injuries, but you know it, it's not bad at all. I mean, I'm, I'm really lucky. And, and listen, if it wasn't for those injuries, I wouldn't be sitting here today. Right. Yeah. So I, I always look at it that way. I feel bad for you, man, because you could have been w- sitting way higher. Than I could have been napping right now because I'm old enough to have had retire from yeah, football. Of course. And I could have been doing what my buddy Walter Jones does. And you could have had tens of thousands of dollars. Or or a thousand dollars. Yeah, like a thousand or like zero or negative. Yeah, money. yeah. Oh, statistics are the <laughs> yeah. best. Statistics. People who who play in the NFL and end up going yeah. broke are yeah. my, my least favorite people in the world. Well, uh, hopefully none of them go walking by because I'm sure they're all bigger than us. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's none here. Yeah, Don't worry. Okay, we yeah, have right. very tight security, as you just found oh, out. Oh, I found out. <laughs> not <laughs> a lot of former NFL players walking and through. And not the, a, uh, not, not well, when he's around. When Jose's around, you never know. When yesterday the security people at CenturyLink Field shout out to CenturyLink Field sub dummies almost didn't let me in the stadium because my computer wouldn't turn on oh that happened to me last week too trying to get in there freaking ridiculous they would not let me in they're like well we're gonna have to have you turn your computer on and I was like well it's not it's not on they're like well do you have the charger (laughs) and I'm like the Chargers inside because I had forgotten it on Sunday yeah. at the LAFC game, uh, and the girl was like, "Listen, um, I don't mean to be a pain, but uh, it's a security risk." And I was like, "What are you, what are you afraid? I'm going to type violently? Like, <laughs> what is going on here?" Yeah, are, so. you getting, are you getting profiled? Is that what was happening? 
I'm getting professionally profiled. They're nice. like, you're a photographer. Why are you? T- why do you have a computer? Because you have to upload the pictures somehow. Yeah. Those uh, have to go somewhere. I'm not developing them in the background. You just upload them to your phone now. It's yeah. so you just crazy. Get the dongle yeah. from from your from your. Shout out to Canon. Shout out to the dongles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about your dongles some more here. It's not impressive, bro. That's fine. I mean, it's just it's a sad subject. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, you can just plug it directly into the God, dongle. Of and all times, I wish the air would have kicked on so it could have been quiet with wind blowing in the background. <laughs> uh, wait, so speaking of photos, I want to talk about that a little bit more. I see, <laughs> based on uh, your set from last night, I pulled up jmorenopr.pixieset.com and I looked at God damn, we're just plugging for everyone now uh, I, I'm looking at these photos and dang dude uh I, I talked to BT a little bit earlier, our friend BT at the station, yeah. who uh, who said, I you know I asked him, I was like, I heard there were a lot of Chivas fans there. I heard it was like a third full, maybe more. What I, was, what, 50, what's your 50, take? 50-50. I wow. say 50-50. From TV, sure. it, looked, it was definitely red with some sprinkling of, blue, of uh, green and blue in there. It was crazy. And, and here's the thing, and I got to tell you this, man. You know, I, I assume we're, we're all Seahawks fans in this, sure. in this room right now. That's what it feels like when you go to some away games, right? So I, I'm... I, in good faith, can't be upset at that. I get mad about going to the Mariners games and have, having season tickets forever. Not full season tickets because I'm not that crazy. But like going so much and then the Blue Jays come down, the Cubs show up to town. Another team comes in and it's like dominated by Seattle people who have f- flipped on that. But it also speaks to what you're talking about with Chivas. Guadalajara is like one of the massive Mexican soccer clubs. With fandom around the entire, around North America, if not the world also. So when a club like that shows up, who do you think the people are that are coming out to support? Do they have a traveling following or is it people from the area? I think it's people from the area. I, I know I, if you look at uh, at my set, I took a lot of pictures of the fans uh, and I spoke with them and, and they told me they traveled as far as uh, as far away as uh, Walla Walla okay. to come to this game. Sure. Right? And, and, and Chivas really threw out their first team. So for people who can't afford to travel to Guadalajara for a game, they're really getting to see the whole club. Um, I, I think I have no problem with with people having that that alliance to to their to their team. It's it, your home, especially, man. Especially if they're cheering for the Sounders every other time. There's a picture in there, and I'll send you guys a, a link to it. There's people holding Mexican jerseys, and then there's a there's a Sounders jersey right next to it. Yeah, and that makes you feel real good. I mean, the Sounders are, are a very young franchise in comparison to some of this this Mexican clubs or just soccer clubs around the world. Period. Um, and, and and it's so great to see that that the Sounders are. are you know, putting their their stamp on the world. Well, it's great to see when the when we're traveling for the previous leg uh, to Santa Tecla to see even you know a couple dozen Sounders fans are down there. That's like pretty challenging to get down there and do that. And I don't know if a lot of clubs travel like that. It was great to see LAFC with so many supporters up here uh, for the home opener. And despite the loss, it was good to see that people in this league are starting to travel. Yeah, they did. They did a march before the game, and it kind of threw me off a little bit because I was like, hey, "That's usually my cue." So I'm usually, again, eating uh, up in the press box. Sure, uh, oh, I've been around, through that around that time, yeah. and, and I heard the the ruckus, and I was like, "Oh, I, I think I'm late." And I look at my clock, and I was like, "Do we have a different kickoff time?" So I go by the window, beautiful view from the press box, by the way. Um, and it's all LAFC people marching, and it, it just it threw me off. I was like, 
why are they doing this in my hometown? Like, what is going on right now? I feel like with LAFC, I saw a fair amount of Latin support for uh, for that club, and I know that the two LA having two LA clubs, you serve in California a lot of Latin culture down there. Do you feel like one of the other teams will be accepted more between the Galaxy and LAFC by the Hispanic community, or do you see it being shared? No, I, I you you know it, it's funny. I liken this to the Raiders and the Chargers, right? Yeah. The Raiders are the Latino team, cool, all over California. If you're Latino, you like the Raiders, you don't like the Niners. Some do haters, uh, <laughs> but everybody else loves the Raiders. The Raiders is the Latino team, yeah. much like the Cowboys in the Midwest and the Southeast yeah. are the Latino team. Uh, excuse me, the Cowboys are America's team, okay? Thank you. I mean, they are, but Gross. we don't say that. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, and, and I think it's so um, I think it's so cool that now there is that challenge for that, that fan base. Um, LA has enough people there to, to support three or four teams and that's just being realistic um whether that they connect though is the challenge because you have people that are willing to be fans but how do you make the experience happen i actually want to look back at seattle and talk about how does seattle better serve how do the sounders better serve the uh, latin americans that are here the uh, people that would otherwise come out for a chivas match but maybe aren't here for just a regular you know saturday night game in june the, the Sounders have done a really good job of surrounding themselves with uh, talent, Spanish-speaking talent. And um, it, it's interesting. I don't know if you guys know any other PR people, but uh, Alex Caulfield yeah. speaks better Spanish than I do. What? His Spanish is superb. And he claims it's not, but that man, that man can put it down or put it abajo uh, <laughs> with, the, with the Espanol and... <laughs> I, I used to uh, I used to be part of the Sounders FC PR department. Oh, really? Under, under Alex. Yeah. Under Alex. And, and you're not kidding. Like, in the, in the the best part is he's really humble about it. But any chance he gets to drop the Spanish? Oh, it's so funny. It's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's it's awesome. Because for nobody me, expects it. Because for me, I wasn't expecting him to speak Spanish that well. I knew he. I know he's. I knew he spoke Spanish, but I didn't know it was that. It was at that level and. He is so humble, and he's such a nice guy. And it's so funny because you see him, and he's like this pit bull-looking dude, right? And and he does his job, and he's, he's one of the best at his gig. But when you get to know him on a, on a personal note, he's super kind. He's always checking in. He's always saying hello. Matt's the same way. Oh, Matt's Matt the best, Winter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like this super tall, like, you know, super jolly dude that, you know, can kill it. And then they have Kelly and Kelly Schultz. <laughs> you see her. She's this— Small, smaller lady, you know, she can kick your butt. Am I allowed to say ass? <laughs> sure, go yeah, for it. She yeah, can totally well. kick your ass if she needed to. She rides horses, and I mean, it's just that's a, the qualifier for me. Right. Is, can you ride a horse? You, Whoop. Then you can kick my ass. ass whooping. I can't come near horses, I'm afraid of them. Yeah, so I defer. Are you afraid they're gonna outsmart you? I'm afraid they're gonna kick creatures. me or outkick me. <laughs> oh. I have never seen a horse punt before, so you might be onto something. Well, let, let, let's set it up. I got people. <laughs> Jose, I got a question for you here. We usually start with all this, but we just got right into talking. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to know, uh, we always like to try and help people establish kind of where someone is as a soccer fan, and maybe mm-hmm. you're a huge fan, or maybe you're not, and you're just learning about it either way, but I want to know three questions. Who is your favorite Seattle Sounders FC player? Now or all time? Now. Now. Roll Don. That dude is so feisty now. 
I, I he's just he plays with this with this Aussie like just temperament. I, I've seen him push more people in the last three games than I had his whole entire career here. Favorite any player of all time? Uh, Roberto Carlos, uh, left winger for Real Madrid. Uh, had the sickest free kick ever. I uh, I only played soccer because I wanted to take free kicks. I've told <laughs> I, I told Sakuani that I want to come to his tournament and this him in his uh, charity game Kingdom, that he has for Kingdom Hope. But I yeah. only want to play if he lets me take the free kicks. Like that's literally the only thing I want. He can sub me in and out yeah. <laughs> just for a free kick, yeah. even if it's just one. Yeah. You could be the Stephen Hauschka, another kicker who came out and did that. He only took one free kick right off the crossbar. That thing was trash. Traveling, yeah. and then back to the bench for him a couple yeah, of years ago. Much. And then uh, finally, what's your favorite soccer team, uh, individual club, like uh, the 99 uh, Arsenal Gunners? Or yeah, something like that. a squad. What's like your favorite your squad, squad of all time? What's an Arsenal? Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a finger out is what it is. <laughs> uh, I think I'd have to say the 2002 Real Madrid. Yeah? I'm a big Real Madrid fan. Um Again, that tends to be the Latin team. Sure. Where Barcelona is more of the the snooty people team. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was the that was a, there was that association. Yeah. Both of them spend money like it's no problem. Yeah. But yeah, but Real Madrid tends to be more for the people. And if you have any issues with this, just at me. Oh, right that's now, that's interesting because I would have guessed with the whole like Catalonia uh, independence and all that kind of stuff. But that that's like specifically yeah, that's a Spanish, geopolitical, yeah, right? We'll let say, them like, fight that. I'm a big believer that we'll let them fight their fight. Okay, so we're going to have to have you come back sometime. We're out of time already for this this week, but uh, I want to be able to go more in depth about this because I'm really curious about how we grow the Seattle Sounders FC as a team for everybody rather than what I perceive it. Not that the Sounders themselves are doing anything negatively, but as I perceive it right now, I look around it and I feel like I'm. it's only with the white people in, in Seattle that are there. And I want to know how that expands in the future. So hopefully you'll come back and do that. Yep. All right. Now, real. before we get out of here, I the <clears throat> excuse me. Before we get out of here, we definitely have to take a look at round two, the second leg of the uh, Concacaf Champions League that we're going to do here in uh, next week. So it's what is that on Wednesday? This is all not up to date. Estadio Akron next yeah. Wednesday. The Seattle Sounders FC travel to Guadalajara to take on Chivas to see if they can score an away goal and maybe get some extra points there in advance beyond the quarterfinals in the CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, it's time to take a look into our Crystal Pepsi ball and see exactly what you think. Brandon, you go first. I think 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, one, a, yeah. a goal apiece. Chivas has to throw everything at this game, yeah. right? Yeah. Jose, you're the guest. You can go next. 2-1, Chivas wins. 2-1, Chivas wins. That ends up being a that, shootout. No, that's... No, that's a... No, you're right. No, we would go ahead because of away goals. Because of away goals. Okay, so 2-1, but not enough for Chivas to move forward. I, of course, think that the Sounders are going to win at least 10-0. 